Welcome back to another episode of the Psychology Series, Psychology and Fantasy Football. Today's topic will be the art of timing as it relates to your trading, your negotiation. You're probably asking, what in the hell do you know about psychology, Smitty? Well, I do have a bachelor's in psychology. I also have a master's. Stay in school. So using my education, I'm going to try and paint a picture for you on how to best trade using psychology tactics. Timing can be critical. We're all impatient people. And if you don't offer the right trade at the right time, you may not get the deal done that you will get done if you know when to strike, when to make your offer, how to make your offer. We're going to cover that and a lot more. The Fantasy Football Show begins now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Okay, I'm going to try and break this down in a very simple fashion. You're going to buy a car at the car dealership. If you go on the second or third, you have a less likelihood of getting a good deal. It's not a made-up story that if you go at the end of the month, you're more likely to get a deal. Why? Because most measurements of sales happen within a 30-day period. So the end of the month, If you don't have enough sales, you might be willing to negotiate on on a car price that you wouldn't on the second or third because you've got time for people to say no and maybe come back. But when you're talking about the last day of the month, you show up and you say, Bob, sell me a car. I want a car now. But if it's not the right price, I'm leaving. But guess what? Bob might let you walk away on the 18th or 19th of the month because you might come back on the 21st, the 22nd. Before the month ends, he's going to take that chance if he feels like, uh, you know, I think he'll come back. But let's say it's January 31, which is coming up here shortly, and you walk onto the lot and you look eager to buy. You want to buy. You might go buy at the dealership down the road if you don't get a deal done today. Bob's not going to be as eager to A, let you walk away because if you come back tomorrow, it's the next month. B, he's more likely to need that sale to hit certain numbers and quotas for him. And if you're like, how do you tie that to fantasy football? I'll get into all that, but think about if you're like trading for Alvin Kamara and let's say news breaks and he's going to miss two to three, four weeks and it's week two. The owner of Alvin Kamara may not trade him right away, like at the beginning of the month when you step into the car dealership. He might want to wait And once the owner's one and four or zero and five, he's gonna trade Camara. He has to. Just like the car dealer has to make a deal at the end of the month. Timing. You gotta worry about a fantasy owner doing another deal and some other fantasy football owner swooping in and getting the trade done because you waited too long. Timing's important there. You gotta strike at the right time when you know the owner has to make a deal. We'll get into a lot more examples too. Buying a car from Bob at the dealership on January 31 gives you, the buyer, a way bigger advantage than doing it on the 18th, 19th. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. 20th. Taking that and, and pulling it into fantasy football, negotiating a trade. If you go to Bill 
from accounting when his players going crazy. Bill's not going to trade him to you because the player's doing well. Who's going to trade Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey right now in Fantasy Football Dynasty when they're both going crazy? In, in, in the conference championship game, both of them over 100 yards. They both look fantastic. Mahomes looks Mahomes-like. And you're going to go knocking on the door of the Hill and Kelsey owner right now? Good luck even getting a deal done, even if you gave up the world. And if you did get a deal done, you're giving up the world. I know that sounds obvious, but I think far too many times we don't plan out ahead of time. Hey, I'm going to go do this when that happens. Or, hey, I'm going to wait to offer on that guy until he starts doing badly. Sometimes you make an offer on a guy while he's doing good. Then when he takes a little bit of a dip, he gets into a slump. That owner's still on his heels about trading with you because you've already inquired. And like I talked about on my last episode on the series, that order of questioning matters. And oftentimes if somebody is inquired about, the other owner takes a step back, especially if they view you as a superior fantasy football owner or a better trader. They step back and they go, wait a minute. They were asking about that player. What do they know that I don't know? I'd rather not be dumb and be laughed at by making this trade and looking bad later. I'd rather miss out maybe on getting a good deal and just play it safe. So back to timing. If you're asking about a player too early, but you do wait when that player goes into a slump to inquire again, doesn't mean you're doing it right. You may scare off the owner from doing the deal and ruin the future deal because you asked too early. Always look to buy low and sell high. Don't go poking around at a player that you missed out on and you wanna just grab that player and, and take part in the fun, like trying to get Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill right now coming out of the, the conference championship game in a dynasty league. You're not going to get it done in a way that benefits your team. Now, sometimes that limits you from trading for players that you really, really want to get because they're doing well. But in trading, you're not going to get a guy doing well at a good deal. It's just like going on to a, a basketball card auction site. Like you're not going to stumble upon a Michael Jordan rookie card that just isn't getting bid on and you get it for like $5,000. People know what time it is for the most part. So you're not going to stumble upon somebody that owns Kelsey or Hill that's going to devalue them all of a sudden or give them up at a reasonable price at all that doesn't destroy your entire dynasty team that you have instead if you want to take a very obvious example looking at aaron Rodgers, looking at aaron jones looking at Devonte adams these guys come out of the conference championship game disappointing people watching not really a big concern from a fantasy perspective but people are weird people are fickle people blow with the wind. And believe it or not, there's a lot of chatter right now about Devontae Adams' value being a little bit in question because no one knows where Aaron Rodgers will be in 2021. That's an opening. If A-Rod had thrown for 500 yards, five TDs, four of them to Devontae Adams, they won the conference championship and they're heading to the Super Bowl. I guarantee you Devontae Adams would be talked about being the 1 1.2, 1 1.3, 1 1.1 in a lot of dynasty formats without any thought or reason or uh, inquiry about where Aaron Rodgers is going to be next week, let alone next year. People are very influenced by what's going on right now. And right now, you could maybe get Adams in a dynasty league because weeks before today, we do mock drafts and he's going at three, four, five in dynasty mock drafts. Obviously, a lot of people still love him, 
but there's chatter in every Devontae Adams-focused post out there or conversation, there's a circle of people that cast the doubt, bringing up the fact that the dude might be looking at a different scenario in 2021 and 2022. Now, A-Rod going anywhere is a complicated issue all in itself, so it's kind of ironic that this is being talked about. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When the the Green Bay Packers disappointed, it's the way people gravitate toward news and information. Again, if Aaron Rodgers had thrown for 500 yards, five TDs, won the game, and is heading to the Super Bowl, no one will be gravitating toward Aaron Rodgers leaving and a potentially depleting Devontae Adams value in Dynasty. No one would be talking about it at all. You couldn't touch Adams with a 10-foot pole. Timing. Going and getting a Joe Burrow before news breaks that his rehab's going great. Going and getting a Saquon Barkley before news breaks that says, oh my God, we've never seen a running back recover this quickly. He's as quick as he was before the injury and he's like two months ahead of schedule. And I've talked about this before over and over with Saquon Barkley, but if this is your knee and your ACL is in the middle, holding that knee joint tight because that's what the ACL does. It holds it tight. He snapped that. He snapped it. So most knees are going to have a little wiggle here on the cartilage. And you have the LCL, the MCL, you still have the PCL in the middle. But without that ACL, you have these micro movements in the knee that that can deteriorate the, the meniscus padding in between if you don't get it repaired. Now, the big problem with people that get an ACL repair is you're doing damage and you have to recover when you insert a new ACL. You can either cut a window out of your patellar tendon and use your own patellar tendon, which dies and turns into a ligament, or you take a dead person, a cadaver's ligament, they insert it, they screw it in, they insert it, they screw it in, and they try and get that knee tight again. Atrophy happens while the healing process occurs, which makes the knee kind of unstable as you build the muscle up around it and strengthen the knee. The difference with Saquon Barkley is his thigh strength is so strong. His surrounding muscles on his knee are so strong that his knee's tight even without the ACL. Not that he doesn't need to get it repaired, he does. Even if someone elected not to get it repaired, you'd have to get it cut out because it's like a floppy rubber band in there and it can cause you know problems and get caught in the, the knee joint. But I venture to say that if you took his ACL out, his knee would be just as tight as it was without the ACL because of the surrounding muscle, the abnormal amount of surrounding muscle around his knee. I predict that the news on Barkley is going to break in a positive fashion, assuming he doesn't have some kind of weird, unknown, unforeseen infection, which could happen to anybody. But I predict that, that the news is so good with Saquon Barkley. His speed and strength and recovery is so off the charts Adrian Peterson-like, that this buying window we're looking at right now where he's getting ranked number seven, number eight overall, and outside the top five running backs, that window is going to close really, really quickly. Timing. Timing. It sounds obvious. The issue of timing is literally woven into the buy low angle and buy low topic, but 
timing is important because there's a reason, a logical reason that the player's value will increase. Saquon Barkley, news will break. Saquon Barkley, the likelihood of coming back stronger than the average bear with his torn ACL. Devontae Adams, the, the timing of A-Rod news breaking. Oh, never mind. A-Rod can't get traded. The team would take too big of a hit, and they don't want to get rid of him anyway. They can win now. Clearly, they can win now. Why would Green Bay not want to fix this? Timing. Because Adams would vault in value. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You, even though he's not declining that much, but he's taking a little bit of a dip. People are having a stutter step hesitation with ranking him at three, four, five. To a certain degree, you can trade for him on the cheap. Again, not everybody's going to do it, but the chatter's out there. There's a lot of it. And when there's a lot of chatter, and I get to absorb a lot of that because I have a lot of people coming at me from different channels, different social media angles, I get to check a pretty solid and accurate temperature on what everybody's kind of feeling. And it is a small buy low window on a guy like Adams. Barkley's window will close. Timing, getting into the 1.4, 1.5 draft slots now before Kyle Pitt starts making noise and looking like the player we're predicting him to be, the player I'm predicting him to be, a guy that revolutionizes the tight end position at the NFL level, a guy that's literally a six foot six wide receiver, and he changes the game. He creates a new mold for the new tight end coming into the NFL. Six foot six, two forty five, two fifty, virtually a DK Metcalf. AJ Brown like wide receiver at six foot six coming into the tight end spot. That's what's going to happen. Timing. Get your hands on the picks that will probably land you that player, the 1.5, the 1.6, because if somebody takes pits before your 1.5, let's say, that you acquire with the assumption that this Kyle Pitts news will pop off in, in a couple months, if someone takes Kyle Pitts early, then you're going to get one of those wide receivers. You're going to get either Devonta Smith or Jamar Chase, or you might get a really, really good running back that you shouldn't get at 1.5. That's another example of trying to use timing to your advantage. You're buying low, but not just because somebody's value is low. You're buying low because you're reading the tea leaves. You're trying to see what's ahead of the curve. What information's painting a picture where you know a thing's going to change in a certain direction and you want to get there before anybody else and be the first in line. Zeke Elliott, there's timing there. Buy low, buy at at 9, 10 overall value and run the risk that he does have one more year left or he doesn't have top four running back upside, but he does get you what you pay for if you're buying him at 9, 10, 11, 12 overall value. Selling Derrick Henry at his all-time high, even if he ends up playing like a beast for another year, which I believe could be questionable given that no running back in NFL history has rushed for 2,000 yards and even come close to repeating that the next year. And in fact, usually getting less than half of the production that following year from the 2,000-yard season. Even if I'm wrong and he blows up in 2021, you're selling him at a price tag that's going to get you something that's going to make you plenty happy even if you're watching Henry blow up again. You're selling at an all-time high and you're getting very good value back because people will overpay for Henry right now. That's another example of 
why you're using timing to your advantage or selling Aaron Jones high on the assumption of coming news that will have Aaron Jones maybe not landing in the right spot. He's so TD dependent. Maybe he falls into a situation where he's not going to get a ton of TDs and you're worried about injury with him. Even last year, he got banged up. He has a tough time staying healthy. So if he does have to go somewhere and absorb more carries to, to make up for the lack of TD production he could have wherever he goes, opening the door for even more injury risk because he gets hurt on the volume he's getting now, which is limited with a bunch of touchdowns. That's an example of, of timing in a sell-high situation. Buying low on Russell Wilson right now isn't a bad idea. Buying low on Joe Burrow before the team drafts Jamar Chase and pairs Burrow back up with his wide receiver and they become a, a, a one-two punch for a decade. And an example of timing not related to one specific player, you're walking into weeks one, weeks two, weeks three, every single year when you walk into weeks one, two, three, sometimes even up to week seven and eight, there are players that come in slumping. Not one game, not two games, sometimes three, four games, and they're players you know will bounce back. Let's say, for example, you wanted Jonathan Taylor in, in 2021. You gotta overpay to get him at this point, but let's say he starts off 2021 on a slump, but you still believe in him. Don't go buying him high because you missed out in your draft. The moment he takes a, a little bit of a dip and gets in a rut, then go after him during the season. Get him a lot cheaper. Don't draft Travis Kelsey in the top seven going into 2021 when his value will most likely take a dip into the top of the second trade value-wise on the open market. No one's going to give up a top five running back for Kelsey during the season. No one's going to give up a top eight or nine overall player for Kelsey during the, the middle of the season. But you can maybe trade for him once week one kicks off at a lower value, thus not spending your first rounder on Kelsey, but probably trading your second round player for Kelsey and getting him at a price that you would have probably paid on draft day, but, but couldn't because people were taking Kelsey too high. Another example of waiting on value and, and buying when that player dips down, strategically using timing to your advantage to gain the players you want, not going after them no matter what the cost in your draft. Now, you may not get Kelsey in your leagues if you wait because maybe his value never dips. Maybe people do value him as a first rounder all year long next year, but the odds are because the average person does not do well drafting a tight end in the first round and build a proper team in the second, third, and fourth with the running backs and wide receivers. The person that takes Kelsey is going to probably struggle and not build their team properly, and so they're willing to trade him later. I would rather take the chance that the first round drafting Kelsey team is going to need to make a trade later and trade Kelsey lower than the, the value that, that that person paid on draft day in order to try and survive the, the 2021 season. So I'm gonna not own Kelsey coming out of any drafts because I'm not paying top 12 overall value, but I'm gonna strategically try to buy him in 2021 after draft day, after a couple weeks, after a team struggles a while and try and get Kelsey on my roster at a second round price. Timing. Thanks for watching Psychology and Fantasy Football. This was the Art of Timing. Comment below if you want more of these psychology videos. Get on over to smitty1.com where you can find every Everything Smitty all in one place. My most recent YouTube show, my link to sleeperu.com, which has all my bold predictions and rankings, and my heysmitty.com, where I'll call you up and we can talk fantasy football, whatever. Smitty1.com. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top 5 
watching the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Smitty. 